what's popping y'all welcome everybody back to the wrestling takeover podcast for friday february 26th 2021 i got a lot of wrestling topics that i want to get to i'm not going to waste enough of your time edgar drop that intro let's get to work welcome to you're listening to the wrestling takeover what is your name with your host jordan turner who's always gonna keep it real come on king inside and outside the ring let me make myself clear he's got the band behind him king it's time to take over king are you ready he's all fired up now king take over let's go let's get it you guys man Pro wrestling is very interesting, man. It really is. You know, there's not a lot of hype going into pro wrestling nowadays. You know, people are saying it's not so popular as it used to be, and they are absolutely correct on that. Wrestling in the mainstream, they're trying to get to the mainstream uh, in terms of WWE and AEW, and um, they're really struggling from that standpoint and um it sucks as a fan but hopefully wrestling can get into the mainstream go back into the mainstream and be popular once again only time will tell but i am here guys how you guys doing man i'm home from work thank god i couldn't wait to jump right on here and talk about some of these things that have been running through my mind just over the entire week we're here and let's get to work man let's talk about some of the hottest topics in and around the world of professional wrestling, kicking things off with the WWE. Now, I want to start off by talking about the best possible match for the Raw Women's Championship for Asuka for WrestleMania. Let's talk about it. Listen, I personally feel like Asuka's run right now has been an absolute disappointment. That's my opinion. Let me know what you guys think about Asuka's run currently. Do you guys like it? Do you guys hate it? Let me know. But my opinion, I firmly believe her run has been a disappointment. It's not her fault. It's the WWE booking's fault. They don't have a challenger for Asuka. Rumors were swirling. Fans were, you know, coming up with their fan theories as usual. People were talking about WWE's waiting for Ronda Rousey. Oh, the WWE's waiting for Becky Lynch. They're not coming back, guys. So, WWE has to be quick on their feet. They got to think quick. And I still don't think they even know what they want to do with the Raw Women's Championship. But I am here, bro. Listen, I'm creative. This is what I do. I love pitching ideas out there. And I love to hear the community... And uh, you guys talk about it. So that's what I'm about to be doing right now. Listen, you guys know if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you guys know that me personally, I'm not, and I'm going to start it off by saying this right now. The best outcome, in my opinion, now I don't want to take this as a dig at Asuka. I love Asuka. Asuka has been doing a tremendous job during this entire pandemic, but the facts are this. Rhea Ripley is coming to Monday Night Raw. When? I don't know, but she's coming in. Why would she come in and not be thrusted into the Raw Women's Championship pitcher heading into WrestleMania? That doesn't make sense. 
It's not connecting to me. You see, this is what I think the WWE is going to do, and then I'm going to talk about what I would personally do. That's what I think the WWE is going to do, guys. I think Rhea Ripley's going to come in, and I think we're going to get a triple threat match at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Rhea Ripley. And if that's the case, and actually the funny thing is, that's the popular reception right now. Everybody is wanting this triple threat match. That's what I'm seeing, and I'm hearing on social media. If you guys are hearing different, let me know. But I'm hearing Asuka, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, triple threat. Let's make it happen. WrestleMania, Raw Women's Championship. I feel you guys on that. I'm not disagreeing with you guys, though. I'm not disagreeing with you guys. But I want to come with you guys at a different point. Rhea Ripley was fucked over at WrestleMania, right? Last year. She was screwed over. She lost. She shouldn't have lost to Charlotte Flair. We all know that. That is well documented. I believe, and I strongly believe, that Rhea Ripley needs to get her revenge. Charlotte Flair needs to beat Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship sometime before WrestleMania, maybe at Fastlane. We get Charlotte Flair, Asuka at at, uh, Fastlane, and... Charlotte Flair beats Asuka at Fastlane, becomes the Raw Women's Champion. Rhea Ripley comes out, attacks Charlotte Flair, and we're off to the races. And I don't want to hear anybody tell me, oh, they don't have a story. Yes, they do. They have a story dating back to WrestleMania last year. Build on that. Rhea Ripley is the challenger instead of the champion, and Charlotte Flair is the champion instead of the challenger. You see, Rhea Ripley wants what Charlotte has. And yes, is this reign of Charlotte Flair going to be, you know, short? Yeah, it is going to be short. Because at WrestleMania, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair are going to have a killer match. I'm just speaking in terms of this happening. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair too, for the Raw Women's Championship. They're going to have another classic. But at the end of the day, Rhea Ripley ultimately wins and becomes the new Raw Women's Champion. That is what I would personally do. Now, like I said, I don't want to be disrespectful to Asuka. I love Asuka just as much as everybody in the wrestling community, okay? But if you don't do Asuka and Charlotte Flair, people are assuming that we're not getting Charlotte and Rhea, and I don't understand why. Everybody wants Asuka in the Raw Women's Championship match WrestleMania. Everybody feels Asuka is being absolutely disrespected and misused. And you guys are absolutely correct. Asuka is being disrespected. And it's a fucking shame. She's so talented. But she has no women in the division to fight against. That's the WWE's problem. That's not Asuka's problem. That's not my problem. That's not anybody else's problem. Right? WWE knows this. They don't give a fuck about the Raw Women's Division. Because if they cared... We would have seen Asuka have challengers out there, challengers, until she eventually got to a Rhea Ripley or Charlotte Flair. She hasn't defended the championship, you guys, in, I believe, more than five months. That's what I'm assuming. It's been months, easily been more than three. So I'm aiming towards four or five. It doesn't matter. It's too long, right? Too long. This is the facts, okay? I'm going to lay out the facts. 
Asuka's run as Raw Women's Champion has been a total failure. Not her fault. I'm blaming the WWE. The best option for the Raw Women's Championship, personally, is Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and Asuka in a triple threat match. I know I just said Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair in a one-on-one. I don't see that happening. I just don't see Vince McMahon specifically screwing over Asuka. But then you say, well, they screwed over Asuka at WrestleMania 34, where Asuka easily should have defeated Charlotte Flair, but she didn't. And you're correct. We all wanted Asuka to defeat Charlotte at WrestleMania 34. Maybe we get a rematch, but where does that leave Rhea Ripley? You feel me? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you bring in Rhea Ripley and then just do Charlotte and Asuka at WrestleMania? That doesn't make any sense to me. We're either getting a triple threat match or Asuka's getting fucked over here. Again, that's it. That's it, you guys. We're getting a triple threat match. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Asuka, which is the best outcome for all parties, all three women and the fans. It's better for everybody. Or someone's going to get screwed in Asuka and we're going to get Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair too at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. That is the direction I see the WWE going in, heading into WrestleMania, and I'm absolutely for it completely. You see, the WWE's motto is put everybody on the card. Okay? Charlotte's going to be on there. Rhea Ripley, I know, is going to be on there. Why does she come to Monday Night Raw to just be on the sidelines for WrestleMania? Fuck that. She's going to be on the card. You're going to disrespect Asuka again at WrestleMania? This time, she's not going to be on the card? It's not happening. It's not going to happen. Then again, it can because it's Vince McMahon, but I just don't see, especially with hearing the news that Vince McMahon is a big advocate of Asuka. I just don't feel like Vince would do that to her. But Like I said, it's Vince McMahon. You never know. But if I had a bank on it right now, Got to bank on it right now, y'all. I think we're going to get a triple threat match. Asuka, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. I'm for it. I'm absolutely for it. And it will easily be one of the best matches on whatever nights it's on. I can't wait for it. And we're just going to have to see what WWE dishes out. What we're going to see. What happens with Rhea Ripley. When she comes in, what is she going to do? Only time will tell, but I'm pretty excited. And hopefully the WWE builds on this triple threat match. You know, if they're going to go down this route, which I believe they will, heading into WrestleMania. And then after we see Ronda come back, we see Becky. Asuka's there. Rhea Ripley. Um, We have Charlotte Flair. They have foundations. You know, build up new women. Bring in women from NXT. Put them on Raw. Build women. You have the potential. It's just up to upper management, and if they really care or not. We'll see what happens. Now, let's talk about topic number two in the WWE. Edge, Adam Cole. Listen, I told you guys, I'm going to continue to run this down your throats. I'm sorry. This just needs to be said. Not enough people in the community are saying this. I'm going to be the one planting my flag in saying Edge You need to do the right thing at WrestleMania. Point blank, period. You're facing Roman. 
fantastic. The feud's going to be phenomenal. Outstanding. Promos are going to be killer. Bet. I'm with it. But Edge, I'm telling you right now, dog. If you turn into a Bill Goldberg, Saudi Arabia situation, this time with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, I will lose a lot of respect for you. And I don't want to do that because I love Edge. But Roman Reigns is on a different motherfucking level. This guy's different. He is must-see TV. He is. People call The Undertaker the measuring stick. Right now, in this business, in the WWE on Friday nights, Roman Reigns is the measuring stick. Point blank, period. Everything he's in is must-see. Edge, I, I have my fears, but I want to believe I can trust him. I want to believe I could trust the guy. Now, this would be a perfect, a perfect way to reintroduce the World Heavyweight Championship. Let's keep it one on it. The, the universal the universal championship is a total failure. The design is a failure. The feel of it is a failure. But right now, I don't think it's a failure. I think it's one of the most top titles in the game right now in pro wrestling. You know why that's the case? It's because Roman Reigns is holding the goddamn championship. It's all about who makes the championship? Who's the holder of that championship will determine how big that championship really is. Period. That's facts. And I want you guys to understand that. It all depends on who's holding the championship. Roman Reigns is holding the Universal Championship. That means the Universal Championship is one of the top tier championships in professional wrestling. Same thing with the AEW World Championship. Who's holding that championship? Kenny fucking Omega. AEW is one of the hottest championships in the game right now. The Universal Championship and the AEW World Championship. And the NXT Championship. Because Finn Balor is holding it. Just my opinion on that, man. Now, listen. I tweeted out tons of times. That this would be a perfect spot to bring back and reintroduce the World Heavyweight Championship. And I'm seeing people making videos, posting it on Twitter, posting it on IG. Pretty much telling the WWE this would be the perfect opportunity to bring back the World Heavyweight Championship. But there's a problem. Those fan majority of those fans are actually pushing... For Edge to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Motherfucker. No disrespect. But I'm going to keep it real. That's a fucking dumb ass decision. Did you not hear what I said about The Fiend and Bill Goldberg? The Fiend 
got ruined. One of your hottest prospect characters in pro wrestling was ruined in Saudi Arabia by a part-timer, a old head in Bill Goldberg. You're going to take Roman Reigns, one of the hottest motherfuckers in the game right now, bro. You're going to take him? You're going to take him at WrestleMania? You're going to take the Mystica Roman? You're going to crush it? By having Edge have his fucking redemption. Fuck the redemption. I want Roman Reigns to crush the dreams. To crush the hype. To crush the fucking redemption of Edge. That's what I want. I thrive on that shit. I want to see it so bad. The emotion, the storytelling, the crying that Edge is going to implement in this match is going to be absolutely breathtaking to see. It's going to be incredible. From a storytelling art perspective, this has to be one of the most anticipated storytelling matches, I think, in recent memory in pro wrestling. And you heard it here right here on the Wrestling Takeover. This has the potential from a storytelling perspective to be absolutely incredible. I want Roman to go after the back of Edge. I want him to make Edge cry. Period. I want Roman Reigns to absolutely murder Edge. Edge comes back, hits the spear for old time's sake. Roman kicks out. Roman Reigns does not pin Edge. He applies the guillotine. Edge passes out. Roman retains that way. If you want to keep Edge looking strong, then you have Edge gets passed out. He doesn't tap. He doesn't get pinned. He passes out via the guillotine by the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Period. That's what you need to do. That's what needs to happen. Edge, do not be a Bill Goldberg. People are saying, oh, Edge is going to come back. All this other shit, woo, woo, woo. Edge is going to come back, and he's going to have his one-night stand by winning the world championship. No, I don't want Edge to have that moment yet. Not right now. This is Roman Reigns' time. Roman Reigns is phenomenal. Roman Reigns is white hot right now. Everything he touches turns to gold. Period. Like the gold glove, everything he touches, it turns to must-see. It turns to this guy's a fucking beast. And it turns to a masterpiece. That's what I want to see from Edge and Roman at WrestleMania. I want this thing to be a masterpiece. Yes, WWE will promote it most likely as Spear versus Spear. The Tribal Chief Versus the rated R superstar. The ultimate opportunist. Versus this generation's ultimate opportunist. Roman Reigns. Let's go, man. I'm hyped. If you're not hyped about Edge and Roman, that's your opinion. But you're fucking tripping. You're tripping. This should be a great match. Great storytelling. As long as the right guy wins, I'm for it. Let's do it. WrestleMania. Edge. Roman. Last topic in the WWE. I want to talk about 
the WWE Championship match. Because there's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of stuff happening. Miz. Miz is the WWE Champion, people. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Listen, it is what it is. He's a champ. Is he going into WrestleMania as the champ? No. He's not. Fucking even WrestleVotes tweeted something out pretty much saying if everybody expects Miz to go into WrestleMania as the WWE champion, you will be sadly mistaken. He's not. Now, apparently Bobby Lashley is scheduled to be in the WWE championship match at WrestleMania. You see, I'm going to throw a little bit of options out. What's the best one? First, I'm going to come up with possibilities in terms of the matches that can happen at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. And then after, I'm going to just straight up tell you what is the best outcome match for that championship. Let's talk about some of the possibilities. Number one, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Not only will The Miz be a pretty much pocker champion, so will Bobby Lashley. Drew McIntyre gets his title back at Fastlane. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley at Fastlane. Drew McIntyre wins. Brock Lesnar returns. Brock Lesnar wants his championship back. He wants to revenge the loss to Drew McIntyre from this past WrestleMania. Drew, Brock Lesnar, two at WrestleMania. That's number one. I hope that does not happen. Number two, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Personally, for me, story makes sense. They battled at Backlash. Had a pretty good match at Backlash. Why not have another solid to good match at WrestleMania and it actually be for the World Championship once again? We can go two rounds again, right? We did round one. We can go round two. Let's go. Let's do it. I mean, is it WrestleMania? It's not WrestleMania. It's really not WrestleMania, but it is really a possibility. The other one, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I'm telling you, bro. Um, listen, bro. I want this match so bad, it's not even funny. I have been wanting this match ever since Bobby Lashley returned to the WWE. Everybody wants this match. There are legitimately people tweeting out that they want Bobby Lashley to win the championship and Brock Lesnar return and face off against the new champion, Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. There's just one problem, and it's a big problem. What about Drew McIntyre? What about McIntyre? See, that's the problem. See, that's why I don't think they're going to do Brock Lesnar and... Bobby Lashley. If they do Brock Lesnar Drew, what happens to Bobby Lashley? The rumor says that Bobby Lashley is scheduled to be in the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. So he's in automatically. I think we're going to go for a triple threat match, you guys. I think we're going to get Lashley. I think we're going to get McIntyre. And I think we're going to get a returning Brock Lesnar. And I'm absolutely 100%. I'm being serious, bro. Okay, I'm not joking. I am down to see a triple threat match. And listen, I'm not really interested in triple threat matches. But if it makes sense, I'm down for it. This triple threat match, I'm down for it. I really am. 
And I would really love to see it. So only time will tell. I believe easily. Bobby Lashley is beating The Miz next week on Monday Night Raw. Look out for that review coming up next week. But Bobby Lashley will be defeating The Miz. And he will become the new WWE champion. But I pose this question to you guys before I move on to the AEW topics. Listen, I'm an African-American guy, right? But I'm going to keep it real with you guys. Is Bobby Lashley winning the WWE Championship next week on Monday Night Raw a ploy for, you know, February? Black History Month. Just keep it real, dog. Just keep it real. That might be a legitimate possibility as to a possible reason why Bobby Lashley might win the WWE Championship. And as much as it's it's hard to fathom that, and it's hard to, you know, as an African-American say, you know what, nah, I don't think that's the case. Listen, the reality is I believe that is the case. I also do believe, I don't want to just make that the only point and the only reason why Bobby Lashley might win next week. But I do believe Vince McMahon is a big fan of Lashley, and he wants that title on Lashley. So there's two reasons. Black History Month and Vince McMahon is legitimately a fan of Bobby Lashley. Vince McMahon has always been a fan of Bobby Lashley. I hope you guys understand that. He's always been a fan of Bobby Lashley. When Bobby Lashley left the first time, Vince McMahon was upset about that. Bobby Lashley is a big advocate of Vince McMahon. We'll see what happens. Miz, your time's up, man. Your time's up, bro. You're losing next week. Sorry, not sorry. We know why you won it. You know why we won it. And you know the real reason why he won that championship? Because the WWE had nothing for the money in the bank. They had nothing for that briefcase. That's why the Miz won. WWE, listen to me. Listen good. I'm a fan. I love you guys. I will always pitch ideas no matter what. Here's another idea. Put the money in the bank. Briefcase stipulation back at WrestleMania. Get rid of the gimmick pay-per-view. Thank you. I'm going to take a little short break. I'll be back once I get back. It's all AEW from here on out. you guys i'm back let's talk some AEW. now AEW has been quote-unquote waiting for zelina vega's non-compete clause to expire i am taking this from ringside news like everybody else always takes their news from let's be honest so from ringside news zelina vega was released from wwe after she broke the company's guidelines quote-unquote considering third-party businesses WWE, you're an idiot. You're stupid for getting rid of the Trinidad. She brought a lot to the table. 
that's a release I just can't get over, man, because she brought a lot to the table. And her partner with Andrade Zian Almas, it was a match made in heaven. WWE's, oh my God, they're so stupid. They get rid of great people. Mauro Ronaldo left on his terms, but WWE should not have let him go. Renee Parquet, a.k.a. Renee Young, left. Terrible, terrible shit, man. She was so great in her role. And then the Trinidad, a.k.a. Zelina Vega. She is now gone from the WWE. She was great in her role. But Zelina Vega was released from WWE after she broke the company's guidelines concerning third-party businesses. She since brought up a lot of union talk. Great. I love that. Union and wrestling, we need that. Her 90-day non-complete clause just expired. Ooh. It expired? Well, let's go. And AEW could be interested. No shit. Let me continue. So while speaking to Wrestling Observer Radio, Tony Khan was asked about the possibility of hiring Vega. Now known as the Trinidad once again, Khan stated that he is interested in speaking with the former WWE superstar and has been waiting on that non-complete clause to expire. Bro, Tony Khan is a smart man. He's not stupid. He's not stupid, man. So he said, isn't she in a 90-day non-complete? She was in a non-compete last time. I checked. I've been waiting for that. I don't talk to people when they have the non-compete. If hers expired, it must have just expired. I've been waiting for her non-compete to expire. I'd have to check the math to see if she expired. When we get through this tournament and through this pay-per-view, I'd be interested to see where she's at. He continued, well, if to see, we'll have to see if the Trinidad becomes the face of the AEW women's division. She has a lot of experience in the ring and as a manager. Listen. <laughs> This is crazy, man. AEW going after the Trinidad is great. It's great for two reasons. Number one, she gets to wrestle. I know she wants to wrestle. So she gets to do that. And number two, I didn't come up with this idea. A lot of people did. And uh, I want to shout out those people that came up with this idea. Because I definitely want to see this happening. And I definitely want to... See this come into fruition. So they brought up, people, fans, brought up the idea of the Trinidad being the manager, being the mouthpiece of formerly LAX and Santana and Ortiz. So that is uh, that's some good shit. I want to see that for sure. She could bring a lot to the table. She could bring that mouthpiece. Even though Santana can talk, Ortiz is annoying. I can't stand him. Um, I was actually going off topic real quick. I was on YouTube and um, I was watching some of the oversells in wrestling. This guy's oversell is to a point where it's pissing me off and it's actually making me be embarrassed to watch wrestling. Ortiz, you got to stop your overselling, dude. I know what you're doing. God bless you. But you're, you do too many oversells and it's ridiculous. It's not even funny. And it's just cringe, and it's actually frustrating to watch as a fan. So please stop doing the oversells, please. Either way, let me continue. Now, Zelina Vega, she brings a lot to the table as a manager. 
And from an in-ring experience perspective, she can bring a lot. And uh, she can be that quote-unquote face of the AEW's women's division. Because, like I said, she's really great at what she does. But I believe she should be a manager. She could be in the ring when the time comes or when it's important, when it calls for it. But she should be the manager for Santana and Ortiz, formerly known as LAX. So I hope that where she goes... Um, I heard something about Impact being interested. I'm not sure about that. I believe she might go to AEW. And if that's the case, um, Aleister Black, you know, I hope he asks Vince to release him. And then he can have his 90-day no-compete. And then when that isn't effective and that's gone, he shows up in AEW with Zelina Vega. And they can be this power couple manager-wrestler duo. Hopefully that happens. We'll see. Now, second topic I want to talk about, man. <laughs> Big Show. This isn't no, no news. Uh, we all know about Big Show. He's in AEW. I just want to give you guys my opinion. Listen, from a business perspective, this is great. This is outstanding. And Big Show can bring a lot to the table in terms of mentoring and experience. Now, people immediately came up with the conclusion that, oh, we're going to see Big Show in a shack. I was one of them, and we might actually still see that. But Big Show apparently is going to be working on another show that AEW is going to be, you know, doing, which I will be talking about in a little bit, which is my last topic of the podcast. So... Big Show is an AEW. Um, I mean, it's great. It really is. Now, from a wrestling fan perspective, I don't want to see Big Show in the ring again. I really don't. But he says he still has a lot left in the tank. And who am I to judge him and say that he doesn't? You know, I don't know the guy. I just know him from documentaries and what I see on TV. He, If he says he has a lot in the tank, man, he has a lot in the tank. I can't really judge him for that. But, listen, at the end of the day, I think it is a great move for AEW and for Paul White. You love WWE, man. That's a that's a shocker. It really is a shocker. He's been with WWE for so many, so many years. And for him to just get up and leave like that, it's a big statement that maybe even more WWE talent that are disgruntled or, you know, stuff like that. Maybe they want to leave the WWE. And go to AEW. Like I said, I can come up with five names off the bat that I would, you know, have the opinion of. I could see them in AEW. Alistair Black, Angel Garza, Andrade Cien Almas, um, Ricochet. And if I had a name of female, I could see. If I had a name of female, man, maybe. I don't know. I don't know any other fee. I don't know a female that is really frustrated. I mean, what Mandy Rose, maybe Mandy Rose can be there. I don't know. But in terms of women, I think they're all fine. I think they're all okay with their spots in WWE. Really, honestly, I think it's just the men that are frustrated, but maybe Buddy Murphy, maybe Buddy Murphy eventually goes to AEW. Ricochet, Aleister Black, Andrade, Angel Garza. Those are the names that are immediately popping up in my mind in terms of guys that I can see go to AEW. We'll see, and um, only time will tell. But great signing for AEW, and uh, I'm happy for Paul White, man. Good on him. 
He had enough of WWE's bullshit, and he left. I love it. Stick it to Vince. Love it, man. Last topic of the show, of the podcast, has to do with AEW has plans to run four weekly shows. Yes, you heard me. Four weekly shows. This is also taken by Ringside News. So AEW has had a lot of plans of the signing of Paul White. Also came in reviving a new show for the company, like I uttered. AEW Dark. Elevation is coming very soon to YouTube on Mondays. Okay, so it's going to be on YouTube and it's going to be on Mondays. What time? Maybe at 4 p.m., I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know. By the time it's all said and done, AEW will have four weekly shows. Wow. That's insane. I'll give you guys my opinion after I read this article. Continuing on, while speaking with the Wrestling Observer Radio, Tony Khan confirmed that AEW Dark Elevation will not be the TNT show once it begins. He said that pro wrestling has a history of flagship shows and they and uh, the other programming that gives stars a chance to expand their characters and get ring time. The company plans to keep four weekly shows going as they continue on into 2021. No announcements have been made concerning the second AEW TNT show that will begin for AEW. The pandemic caused a bit of a holdup on that front. There are plans for plenty of content for AEW fans, and they continue. To they will continue to develop their roster. Listen, man. I don't really watch AEW like that in general. And as you guys know, I came up with a podcast explaining my reasons as to why I don't watch AEW, but I will kind of repeat it again for you guys that didn't check it out, which I suggest you go and check it out on all podcast platforms, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, all podcast platforms. So on that podcast, I explained my reasons as why I don't watch AEW. You know, the women's division, the tag team division is great, but the storylines, the women's division, there's not really a main event scene. There's no mid-card. It's tough to get invested into these characters. Storytelling-wise, it's not really that great. That's just my opinion on that. Those are some of the reasons why I don't watch AEW. And um, I'm sorry if I uh, made some people upset. It's just my opinion. It's just hard to watch AEW now. Um, they just don't have a lot of things that are grinding my gears. Besides the tag team division, Sammy Guevara and his situation is very interesting. Uh, John Moxley and Kenny Omega is great. You know, there's some things on there, but, you know, the tag team division is great. But storylines, the women's division, um, they don't really have a lot of top guys, really, that when I change the channel, when I see them, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop whatever I'm doing. I'm going to watch them. They don't really have that. I'm just being honest with you guys. But... AEW announcing that they have plans to run four weekly shows. You got AEW Dark Revel Revelation coming to YouTube on Mondays. You got AEW Dynamite. You got AEW Dark. And then you also have this new show coming um, for AEW. And I believe this show will be a developmental you know, territory system. But I also believe AEW Dark Revelation will be that as well. So... I'm not sure what's going to happen with this. You know, less is more, in my personal opinion, with AEW and just wrestling in general. Quality over quantity. 
you know, WWE is really famous for quantity over quality, and I don't understand that, and I do not want AEW to fall in that, you know, quantity over quality factor because that's going to drive people away. You know, I, I see it all the time on social media. People saying we can't watch wrestling now. There's too many wrestling shows, all this other shit, woo, woo, woo. And AEW adding four shows might be kind of overkill to some people. You know, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, like I said, AEW is on a momentum high right now. So people are loving AEW. People are interested in AEW um, for one or many reasons alone. It doesn't have to just be many reasons. It could just be one. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens as the month goes on into 2021 for AEW. But them having a developmental kind of territory is what is best for AEW and that company moving forward because you got to develop new talent. And majority of the talent on AEW, nobody really knows. And, and I don't want to hear people like, oh, yeah, we do. We, we, we know them, really. AEW has been around for, what, a year? You don't really know them like that. They are not really established. They're not. You know, and, and I, I got to break it to AEW. They kind of have to go to the mainstream. You got to have to go to the mainstream at some point. To get even more eyeballs on your product. Because you being, you know, in the minority of fans, it's not really, it's going to get you somewhere, but it's not going to get you to where you ultimately want to be. You know what I mean? Popping the ratings each and every each and every week. So, uh, listen, AEW is doing great right now. I'm happy for them. You know, I'm happy for the fans that are emotionally invested into AEW. And I like AEW. I do watch I just really don't review it because it, I don't want to review something that I'm going to kind of shit on majority of them. You know, that's just my opinion. Like I said, I always keep it real with you guys. And um, I don't really tweet about AEW that much anymore either. So I, I'm just, as a show, I, I can't watch it. I'm, I'm just not interested. I'm really not. I'm just not interested in it. You know, wrestling overall right now is struggling. And my interest in wrestling, it's there. I love it. I'm a fan. I want to be in the business as a writer. I'm always going to watch wrestling. But the popularity of professional wrestling is just not there right now. And I want to get there. You want it to get there. We all want it to get there. But management of these companies have to want to get up there to that level, to where the Attitude Era was, and even the Ruthless Aggression Era was. Right now... There's no company really popping right now. There's really not. You know what I mean? So, in my personal opinion, I've been saying this for a while, man. AEW, Impact, New Japan, working together, it'll benefit all parties. WWE, if they want to get in, you know, the fun and um, help out those companies. And, you know, WWE's mentality is like, okay, you guys are, gonna help. You guys are not going to help us. We're just going to help you guys. That's not going to benefit our game. You know, WWE is a conglomerate. You know, they don't want to help anybody. They want to worry about themselves. And that's true because they got a lot of issues, a lot of issues. You know what I mean? So I just want wrestling to be fun again. I just want wrestling to be must-see. Wrestling right now is not must-see. I'm sorry. This is coming from a passionate wrestling fan that's been watching since 1999. Wrestling isn't where they should be right now. That's just the truth. It's the harsh reality of it. But like I said, there are some things in AEW that I like. And uh, Selena Vega signing would be great. 
Alistair Black, if he gets released from the WWE, goes AEW, that will be absolutely tremendous. And uh, AEW just got to start building on their growth, building on their talent, build on the women's vision. You know, start having the main event scene people be in the main event. You know, I love tag team wrestling, but tag team wrestling, it's not going to be, I don't want to say marquee or a draw, because tag team wrestling is a draw depending on the storyline and the characters that are in the match. You know, it could definitely be a draw, but at the same time, we're all used to one-on-one matches in the main event. So the main event scene in AEW needs to get better. Mid-card needs to get better. The tag team division is great. The women's division, don't get me started. We all know it needs to really, really do better. Storytelling in AEW is good, but it's not the best. They need to progress on that as well. And partnerships with companies is phenomenal for AEW's game. It's phenomenal for New Japan Impact's game as well. It'll benefit all parties. And um, like I said, there's positives and negatives with AEW right now. So we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Revolution's coming up. I can't wait to check it out. I might review it. I will definitely let you guys know on social media. This is it for the podcast. I'm done for this part. Social media, please follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. I would really appreciate it. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram. Let's continue the growth, guys. I love each and every one of you continuing to follow the podcast on Instagram. Thank you so much. Follow it at The Wrestling Takeover. And also follow my personal IG account if you guys would like at JT Takeover one dash. I would appreciate it. Make sure you guys follow and subscribe on all podcast platforms. Please do that for me. I would really, really appreciate it very, very much. And where's my women at? I would love to get a female presence, a female audience. I would really, I would really appreciate you guys that so very much. Lastly, man, I do want to do a Q&A, you guys. I really would love to do a Q&A. On the podcast, I will answer your questions. DM me on Twitter. DM me on my podcast Instagram account or my personal one. It's up to you guys. I do want to answer some questions in terms of wrestling. And I want to inspire people. I want to motivate people that are scared to do a podcast. If you're passionate about anything, if it's just wrestling or just anything in general that you're passionate about and you want to talk about it, go out there and do it. I did it, you know, I had, you know, money wise, I was struggling and everything like that, but I took a chance and I'm slowly seeing the growth of the podcast and I'm seeing my investment, you know, pretty much succeeding slowly, but surely if I can do it, you guys can do it as well. I love to motivate you guys and I just love motivating people. So if you guys, you know, want to make a podcast or just do anything, go out there, do it. Anything's possible. So I want to do a Q&A. If you guys want, like I said, DM me on Twitter, Instagram. But if you guys want to email me at my personal email, you know, I would really appreciate it. Send me some questions. Um, my email is all lowercase. So it's at Jordan, T-M-T-U-R-N, at gmail.com if you guys want to send in some questions. So I would really appreciate that. This was an awesome episode of the wrestling takeover. I love doing this for you guys and I will see you guys next time right here on the wrestling takeover on the Monday for Monday night raw is Miz going to ultimately lose the WWE championship.
Let's go, Bobby Lashley. I'm out. Let's go.